I should give you heed warning now. You're tired? Me too. Oh, that. Well, that too. Um, this story invoked... Um, you know how I was saying that um, Tongs was a bitch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm uh-huh. having the same feelings about Remus too. <laughs> Aww. Oh, no, this is good. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. It, it's not that um, I was... That I don't like the story. Mm-hmm. But it, if it's invoking this much... I'm trying to think anger and uh, this much feeling inside. No, if it's producing this much feeling inside, that's a good thing. It's a, yeah, it's a good story. I don't know what's happening with death. Well, death is inevitable, but we <laughs> don't want it to approach. <laughs> you you're very far away from your microphone because you get very quiet. I'm eating my peanut butter sandwich. Okay. Always good. I had very hot soup. Mm. I had eggs, but it wasn't enough. We had chicken and vegetables and things. It was good. I'm sorry, Trisha, but you made me laugh because I just finished the edit on the uh, conspiracy of cartographers or actually Mm. listening to it a second time or whatever. And Madame Pomfrey gives Remus a chafing potion. And Mm. then I see your Facebook. This chafing is starting to hurt. Mm. And I do giggle. Even though I know it's not the same. <laughs> no, but it's closer to the same area. That's true. Ouch. Oh yeah, I wore one of my skirts, and I always forget that I don't like I don't wear the skirt often, and I keep forgetting why I don't wear it that often. And I found out I keep remembering why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Write it's yourself just, a note. Yeah. Yeah, really. Pin it to the skirt. Do not wear unless you wear tights. Well, the thing is, it's supposed to have tight. A lot of the skirts I have have tights underneath it. That's why I wear the skirt. Mm-hmm. But a traditional, a traditional running skirt just has like the little underwear tights. Mm-hmm. Well, I have the more they call it athletic tights. They're down. They're more like shorts. Right. Like I would wear the biking shorts, but the thing is, people don't need to see the jiggling, so I wear the skirt. So the skirt goes over it. Mm-hmm. And it helps with the shape. This one does not fit very well, and it rides up. By the end of my two miles, I was pretty much wearing the un- like underwear because mm-hmm. it was riding up so much. Now I'm like, I'm like, oh. yeah, and it's really hard to like run and pull it down at the same time. Well, I well I have gotten good at that, but it's it gets annoying because you have to do it like every five steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had Pafuanian adventures on Monday. Did you? I think it was Monday. Yes. We were getting ready for... Uh, now, what was it? It must have been supper if it was Monday. Um, if it was earlier on the weekend, it might have been lunch. I think maybe it was lunch, so it might have been Saturday or something like that. But anyway, I was coming through the kitchen, and I thought I would be helpful and carry in the little casserole full of uh, tomato sauce for the spaghetti because Mom was already carrying in the leftover spaghetti and the plate with bread on it and things like that. So I picked up the casserole and went through the kitchen, through the door into the dining room, which I have gone through successfully many times, (laughs) and caught my shoe somehow under the lip of the the floor grate, the the furnace grate, and lifted that up, tripped, 
while carrying the casserole and flung the casserole at the side table on the wall that was immediately in front of me. And so the, the casserole shattered into pieces. Tomato sauce went all over the side table and our CD player and CDs that are on said table and splashed up the wall behind the sideboard. And uh, I sliced my wrist open on broken... Uh, yeah, all sorts of... That was kind. That's almost like a Twilight kind of thing going on there. Wow! So, in in trying to spare my mother a single task, I added six. It sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, you didn't uh, cut yourself so badly that you had to go to the hospital. No, it wasn't terribly bad. I just uh, okay. Put a. You can't even really see the little scar anymore. We put a bandaid over it and. Yeah, it's fine. I have a little scrape on my wrist still, but it's pretty much healed up. That's... I thought for a while that I wasn't cut at all because um, my hands were covered in tomato sauce anyway, and I wasn't particularly, nothing hurt or anything except the spot where a hot piece of tomato kind of burned my palm. Uh, but I went into the bathroom to wash off all the tomato sauce and realized that some of it was actually blood coming from this cut on my wrist, but I obviously oh. didn't hit any arteries or anything. So, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at you, really. But ow. Wow. And I could, I, I could just see it. It probably just like happened all in slow motion too. <laughs> all I like, can envision is like red tomato sauce all over the walls. Mm-hmm. And trying to get it off the walls, and are they still pink? No, they. It came off fairly well. It was only kind I, of a sideways splashback because by the time I hit the um, uh, side table, I was already. Mostly horizontal, but uh, yeah, oh, <laughs> pretty boy. much the worst hope- possible thing that could happen whilst carrying uh, mm-hmm. tomato. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, did, did you have carpeting? And I hope it wasn't beige or white. It was. It's a sort of dark beige brown carpet, but it, it seems to have responded well enough. We kind of <laughs> uh, brushed it all out of there while it was still wet, so it couldn't set into things. And uh, yeah. Maybe your mom, I'm going to give you my tip. Scarred it. <laughs> Say it again, Trisha, because I walked over you. Oh, sorry. I said maybe his mom, um, Scott, guarded it. <laughs> Scott guarded it. Yeah. <laughs> so need to now. I know that was bad. I couldn't help myself. Oh, that was funny. I was going to say, here's my tip. Shaving cream mm. is a great spot remover for carpet. Spray it in there, let it sit for a little bit, get a a rough brush and brush it out, and then vacuum it. And it takes a lot of stuff out of carpets. So, well, I'm not sure if it still needs it or not, but I will check. Yeah. 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 Household tips with Sue. There you go. I I got a lot of stains on my carpet, so I'm going to have to try that. And my sister in law, I don't know that this is actually Pavuanian, unless you're Nikki. Shout out for Nikki. Wrote today, you know you're a mom win. You bend over to clean some mystery kid gunk off the floor and a goldfish cracker falls out of your bra. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And of course, my brother said, I know where I'm looking for goldfish next time. So. Oh, boy. Fun stuff. Trisha. What? I know we're going to talk about it tomorrow, I think. Are you going to join us tomorrow? I am surely going to try. Did you like it? 
Yes, I did. Okay. I thought about some of the other thi- uh, about some of the other things that happened, and I, I'm like, I, you know what? Tell the truth. They did better than the Harry Potter movies. I know. They're sticking with the book. They my did. son saw it. My son saw it twice. And he so now he he likes it so much he has, he has it on my Kindle and it's reading it reading well, that's it to him. Cool. Well, Art has baseball tomorrow, so I'm going to be running then. <laughs> I'm going to go run through the woods while he plays baseball because I can't sit, stand there and watch him play baseball because it drives me crazy. <laughs> Aww. Oh, because I'll sit there and go pay attention, Art, pay attention. Now you can turn into one of those horrible mothers, so I just, I, it's better if I just walk away. I understand. <laughs> so, and, and it just gives me anxiety to, just to watch them, so. Hello. Hello. Greetings. I have notes tonight. I'm very proud of myself. Yay. I was thank thinking you. about it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I have no notes. Yeah, I was planning on listening to it the rest of the day, but something happened. I never did. Mm-hmm. Okay, what chapter are we starting on? Well, Matters of the Heart? It's Trust. Trust, okay. Which is 14 if you're going by their numbering, or 13 if you're going by the chapter title. Okay. Which is really confusing to people. But I went back and looked at the chapter before, and... Actually, I didn't. I just went by what we had written down. So, but I'm sure this is right. Well, is that so? I couldn't hear you. I was in the middle of Hurricane Trisha. <laughs> yeah, we're having hurricane winds here, so hopefully we'll keep power and stuff. That'd be good. Yes. The wind's been crazy. Yeah, it's been crazy. Mostly just had normal winds. Gone up to you know, thirty, forty kilometers sometimes, but rarely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've we've been probably gusting at 35, 40 miles an hour. I know my flags out there are just whipping. So, yeah, sounds like the dog's at the front door. Hopefully mom will get that. She disappeared when I came over here. Right now it is southeast 28 kilometers, according to the airport, which is, of course, always different from mm-hmm. where it actually is, but, you know. Yeah, it's always interesting to go from the... The airport, which is never quite the same. So poor Trisha, we either have her way too loud because of breathing, or we can't hear her. I say we pool our money and just send her a new headset. <laughs> we need to send one to Scott, too. <laughs> oh, well. They're like 15 bucks at Walmart. <laughs> yes, but Walmart is evil. It is. Go to Target. Hell, go to Radio Shack. I don't think those exist up here anymore either. They got bought out by someone or other. Mm, anyway, geez. I take your point. Tell you what, I will go to Radio Shack. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to Walmart. You won't go. Okay. How's that? You sound great. Sounds fine. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Try breathing. <laughs> <laughs> And How's Darth that? Vader has just been killed. Oh, dear. Nope. Seems all right, I think. Well, somebody just breathed, but I don't know if it was Scott or Trisha. It wasn't me this time. It, it was, was probably me, because I didn't hear it, so. Yeah. Yeah. And I did. Huh. Do to do. There you go. We'll just go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Next time will be my turn. Well, shall we start this? Because I know Trisha would like to go home 
go to bed early. I'm dead from having two cats in my bed last night and not being able to sleep. I'm not letting yeah, the cats I'm... in the house tonight. And I know Scott said he'd like to go to bed early, so. I don't know about death. He's been up all night. <laughs> death, what was your dad? Uh, he's doing all right. He came home today. They still don't know what it was with any sort of certainty. All they know is what they can rule out. Oh, that's the worst. Well, at least they've yeah. ruled out some of the more important things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm exhausted. And honestly, I wasn't really planning to stay too late tonight, so it sounds like we should all just give up and go home. <laughs> well, we'll get as far as I'll we can. Arms. We'll be motivated. If we work off, it's too bad I did typed I hand wrote the notes instead of typed them because we could just work off of my notes. But Well, if we start with chapter thirteen, apparently it's the fourth of July in uh, oh, two thousand eighteen or whenever it was. Hold on, we need to introduce ourselves. We have to introduce ourselves. Oh details, details. details For Friday, March twenty ninth, this is episode one sixty four of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Happy Good Friday, everybody. The next time Previously on Potterfic Weekly. Where would you like to start, Sue? Well, let's start at the beginning. That would be awesome! My resolutions for this Potterfic Weekly season is not to snort. Welcome to Potterfic Whatever. Oh, Scott. Did we, did we lose Scott? Okay, what did I miss? Am I surrounded by Hufflepuffs? You yes, are. you are. Yes, you are. Apparently, I'm Jen, and I don't know my outfit. No, she's the poster child for our podcast. Shit. <laughs> 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 I snort. I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. <laughs> I think that's two, and that could possibly be three. Moving right along. I felt like a rock star. Just really big knickers. Pants are your underpants, not oh. trousers. Waterpick Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. <laughs> but I was planning on getting grammar anytime soon. Really, honestly. <laughs> Saxon Snorkax, two of my favorite subjects. I love Snape. You are quite possibly clinically insane. In the nicest sense of the word, of course. <laughs> We'll always laugh before the end. Butterfic Weekly, where the story never ends. Welcome to Butterfic Weekly. I'm Sue. I'm Scott. I'm Trisha. I'm Death. Warmed over. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to have death in your corner. <laughs> Remus has found this out. Not Remus. Teddy has found this out because he has snatched Remus and Tonks from death. And now we are going to be finding out the consequences. Dun, in dun, dun. A Little More Time by Palace. Yep. And we are starting on chapter 13. Trust. Slash 14, which is called Trust. Yes. <laughs> yes. Should we trust? They really need a, a zero number for people who want to have prologues. Mm -hmm. So when you when you put up your story, you can check a little box that says, this is a prologue, and it goes, okay, subtract a number or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
So it's the 4th of July, and it's not the greatest 4th of July in Tonks' life. No. She no. has managed to uh, work out her little problem, at least temporarily. Mm. She's found a potion. Some, yeah. I'm just, okay, as, as the only mom here, mm-hmm. um, I did try to breastfeed. But how in the world can you milk yourself? Other than, I mean, I had a pump and it did it for me. But not having a pump, I'm guessing just magic's going to do it then. Yeah, it's got to be some sort of magical thing. Okay. I would prefer to chalk it up to magic than speculate as to what else it could be. <laughs> okay. That Apparently it's weird... in the shower, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I know, okay, a little TMI. That it, yes, when you get into the shower and if you're really very full, it does come out mm-hmm. a lot. Hmm. Okay. okay, well there you go. But I'm sure there. I can't was wait magic- to see what these episodes are titled. <laughs> 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 oh, we'll come up with something. Uh, I'm, we I'm are getting really hard not to share something that I know either. <clears throat> I'm going to behave myself here. <laughs> okay. It's good. You know what it's going to be? <laughs> we got our explicit <laughs> rating now. Uh-huh. Okay. But even though she's found this potion and has sort of, it's alleviating things for her a little bit, uh, she woke up that morning and her husband threw up his guts and fell into fate on the floor. Yeah. And, I said he tossed uh, his cookies, but that works. Mm-hmm. Vomit. There was more Vomit. Yes, there was vomit passing out. We knew you would be here for this. Of course, vomit. Hello. The fact that she's here every week has nothing to do with it. No, 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 nothing at all. It has just to do with the vomit. Uh, Story does not have vomit. It is no good. Okay, so this story has passed its approval rating because it has vomit in it. So we are good to go. Yes. So poor Remus, his body thinks it's moonrise, and he's having convulsions, and he's unconscious, and he's just having a terrible time. But he's twitching. <laughs> fortunately, he does not turn into a werewolf because Tonks goes to bed with him. And he I wakes know. Her up I would be. Convulsing. I'd be like, um, no, you're not going to bed with him. Well, he mm-hmm. was sure that he, that nothing could make him turn into a werewolf, short of the moon. So. It's a good thing it was right. He was right. Yeah. And Tonks almost uh, just decides, who cares about cover? I'll just take him off to St. Mungo's. But that really would have thrown everyone for a loop. So just as well that she didn't. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and Remus wakes up and says, that could have been worse. And she wants to hit him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see worse than that. And I, I love that um, he has to clean up. Because he has the more domestic hand. <laughs> yeah, it's I can the only, she, the only she, thing she can do is pack trunks, and mm-hmm. she can't even fold the socks. Yeah. Okay, why is it always in every single book of Remus and Tonks books or anything like that? Tonks is just the non-domestic one. Because she's klutzy. Yeah. You could be. You wouldn't want to put domestic. her. You wouldn't want to put her in a kitchen with knives. That's, okay. But well, you can, can do the household cleaning. You know, you can magic so your knives to chop for you while you're on the other side of the room. So we're going to trust her with chemicals? Scourgeify. Yeah, <laughs> Scourgeify. 
Well, the problem I've noticed is that so many authors tend to forget that magic exists. Mm-hmm. Like it, it exists only when the plot says so, and otherwise they have to live as muggles. Mm-hmm. I can't come up with any specific example right here, and I probably shouldn't say the fic even if I did, but it's just it's something that I've noticed a lot in stories I read. And it's like, uh, why are they doing this? Why, why is this even a plot point? Magic could just make this go away. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had, I've seen like some, some authors say is like, I decided to do it the manga way just because it's mindless and like peeling the potatoes and stuff like that, just to keep their hand busier. Right. And, and I can see that, that, that works. But I think what death roll saying is that there's, points where uh, I've been listening to Paradigm of Uncertainty. Uh-huh. I think that's the one. And, you know, Lori has all these great magical things, but they drive Jeeps and they don't know about apparating and, you know, different things like that. So it's kind of a mixed bag. It's like Well, part of that is just when it was, because we didn't know about apparating. The only mm-hmm. instance we had of that was Dumbledore popping out of the ground in the first book. Which I think is a fairly good thing that people could use. Mm-hmm. But you could also make the assumption that he can only do that because he's Dumbledore and he's awesome. Doesn't McGonagall just appear out of nowhere? I can't remember. Because we, we first see her as a cat, and we see her change there and back. I don't think we see the cat magically appear, but no. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't remember either. But yes, it is a little weird when you have them, you know, scrubbing the floors or whatever, when you can just, there, it's done. Yeah. Scott, on on the other hand, would have loved to have had Scourgeify uh, a few nights ago. (laughs) Yes, that would have worked really well. (laughs) And so, Tonks goes in to take a shower and finds... I would have loved it for doing the basement. Tonks goes in to take a shower. When she comes out, she can, she overhears... Teddy and Remus talking and Teddy's all upset because he's been lying to his girlfriend and he, you know, just hates doing it. And Teddy and Remus have a great father son moment here. Mm -hmm. I really, really appreciated it. And, you know, they've decided that they're going to have to tell Harry and they're going to have to tell, tell Gran what's going on. And And I like the point that he makes where um, they will probably forgive him because they know Remus and Tonks, and they'll be glad to have them back. But Victoire doesn't care. She doesn't know these people apart from names on the monument. So he's yeah. worried that she'll be really upset. Well, as I as, as I was thinking, as Remus probably should have said to him, he's like, well, if she's really that upset over something as this crucial, especially to you and the rest of the family, she's not worth it. Yeah. And then Remus goes on to tell a story about Tonks and and he says, you know, she was the first person that first woman he was ever intimate with. And Teddy's like, uh, whoa, I think this is a little TMI. And uh, but you know, at the same time, he's thinking, but you and Mom didn't meet until you were in. Remus is like, yeah, thirty-five. Mm-hmm. And he said, I couldn't be intimate with somebody without telling them that I was a werewolf, and I was never able to tell anybody that I was a werewolf. Some people found out about it, but I couldn't actually tell them. And so yes. your mother was the first one. So, And I'm thinking it was probably Lily that was mm-hmm. the other girl that figured it the, out. Yeah. Yeah, typically. And, uh, 
Apparently he had some severe tests of self-control that he does not detail since he knows his wife is standing right there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because I think if anything, if if Tongsu would have heard that, she would just ter- she would terrorize them. She would terrorize them with that information. Mm-hmm. I know I would. That'd be fun. By the way, I, I love the phrasing that he has when he's first saying this. He says, I'm not telling you this fascinating fact purely in order to hideously embarrass us both. <laughs> There's actually more than, yeah. There's a point here. And the point is, is that you need to tell her the truth. And you might lose her anyway, but that's her decision. It's not ours. Trust her. And trust her to trust you. And if she's worth fighting for, she'll make the right decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so off he goes. And he decides that he wants to tell Harry first, but he's had an owl from Gran. She'll be back in tomorrow night or tomorrow morning. And But Harry's still gone too. And Remus says, why leave her till last? Why leave Victoire for last? Go and tell her now. Yeah, and Teddy's and worried goes, about this because, you know, this wasn't the plan. He yeah, doesn't quite know what to do with it, but uh, Remus convinced him to go for it. Yeah, so off Teddy goes, and then, of course, Tonks does sort of take the mickey out of him. And she's like, a Ravenclaw girl? So maybe it wasn't Lily. And he's like, yeah, you can oh. talk. <laughs> yeah. You were in love with Bill Weasley. Yeah, apparently he looked good with a badge on. It's like the man in uniform thing. And I'm too oh, much yeah. of a Puffuanian to, you know, say badge and towel. That was going to say. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you're wearing a towel, you're not wearing your prefect badge. Uh, yeah. That's what, what got him. That's what got Percy turn. in trouble. He he's got his stolen because he was packing or in the shower or something. Yeah. I could totally see Percy with the badge pinned to his towel. Oh yeah. <laughs> wearing it like None a toga. None of fun that is Percy. Yeah. So they, Tonks and Remus are kind of having a little bit of a chat about it. And he's, they're, I'm trying to figure out what I said. She's saying that she looked really good for her age and things like that. And and something might actually start happening. But Teddy shows back up and says like, wish me luck, I'm going. And I'll try to be back by lunchtime if I survive. And yeah. Yeah. Remus says, for the first time since he was 20, he looks the same age as the people who are his age. And then we have Tonks, who's in typical Tonks-like form, is sitting in the window sill, leaning on the pane, and she's sort of daydreaming. Falls over. And the cushion kind of scoots off from underneath her, and she falls, and she rips the curtains. And then we hear, knock, 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 knock. Oh, crap. Yeah. I'm like, oh, if we ignore it, they'll go away. And we have, you know, this voice. Teddy Lupin, Mr. We know you're in there. (laughs) We saw the curtains moving. We know you're there. It's the cops. Shit. Yeah, that's exactly it. So she, of course, morphs, even though Remus is going, no, don't do it. Don't do it. She's like, trust me, and off she bounds. Famous last words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's morphed and into her mother again. Yep, she morphed down to her mom. Yeah. And she still hasn't seen her mother, so she's still not quite got the morph down right. But, you know, she's like, you're a law enforcement professional. Undercover work is part of your job. You can do this. Think, mom. <laughs> and she, you know, 
channels her mother and gets into her dignified stance as she opens the door. And Zenobia Moon, who in my notes it says, Zenobia Moon is a bitch. <laughs> and she is bound and determined to be this tough or and Tonks isn't going to let her have any of it. You know who this was actually reminded me of? Uh, it reminded me of the portrayal of um, the Longbottoms from Barb's trilogy in the alternate world. Just complete and utter dicks. Mm-hmm. Go- going to be a jerk for the sake of being a jerk because I'm an or, I wear the gray robe, I have a badge, I'm in control, I have the power. Just, yeah, yeah and th- that's the key word, power. They're on a power trip. Yeah, they're, she's they're, totally they're, on a power trip. They're Im- yeah, they're I so d- impressed by the fact that they are aurors, and they expect you to be impressed too. And if you're not, they'll make your life miserable until you realize it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I just lo- I just love the whole entire time, and Tom's just like, if Matt I was here, he'd give you what for. <laughs> <laughs> yep, a smug auror is a dead auror. Constant well, that vigilant. stuff sh- that stuff she can say very well because she was his last apprentice. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And, you know, where is Teddy Lupin? Oh, I believe he's out. Yeah. And they've cast a spell, so they know there are two people there. And so she's like, okay, what can I say? Uh, oh, that's my Italian decorator. Because, you know, Teddy's just Rico. horrible at decorating the rooms. So mm-hmm. I brought him in to, yeah. <laughs> Federico the decorator. Like, I'm like, oh, this is great. And she's like, oh, and I just love, I mean, she just, I mean, it was just great, Federico, because she was in Vienna, mm-hmm. and then she's like, he's doing some. I mean, being Remus of being a marauder who he is, he's a nub nose, and so he, so he's paying attention to what she's doing. She goes, he's casting charm, whatever the charms is. You're going to ruin it. That's why the curtains fell. Right. Is your little apparition thing, and you're like, if you really want to see what it does, and she's like, he's, she's not going to do it, and she does, she does that little spell thing to make sure that he is doing it and thank goodness Remus put something up there uh-huh <laughs> he's doing an assessment charm for yeah that's it transformations of the room and yeah yeah because we got rid of Teddy because we wanted him out of the way so we could assess the house in peace he's gone he just left why don't you go away and I'll have him talk to you when you get back or he gets back <laughs> She's like, I think we'll wait inside. <laughs> She's like, oh, bugger. <laughs> I think I'd like to know what this is about first. Uh, I like this. Tonks could almost see her lips smugly forming words like confidential and classified information, but the other <laughs> gets in there first. Right. Or the uh, the unspeakable, one of the unspeakables mm-hmm. steps yeah. out. Was it an unspeakable or is it one of – I thought they were both um, Teddy's um, – But Teddy's an unspeakable. Co-workers. Oh, is he an – okay. Yeah. I just thought he was yeah. the time – Time guy. Well, yeah, that's of the one of the departments office. of the. Yeah. Okay. Edgar Fortescue, who she went to school with, so she remembers him. He'd been a Hufflepuff, and he used to sneak ice cream in for all of their celebrations. Oh yeah, of course, it's a Fortescue. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of a tradition in my town. Um, the Whitmore family had a chicken farm. And so every time a Whitmore graduated, they would fill the school with chickens. <laughs> oh, oh, that's mean. How big a school is this? Not very. Not very. Okay. Uh, graduating class is only about 100 people or so. 
Oh, you're just Still as big bigger as mine. Than mine. Uh, we know. I had 84. <laughs> I graduated with 84 kids in my class. So just like fill the, the halls or? Well, no, they would, uh, they would arrange to leave a classroom window open and then they would just dump a whole bunch of chickens in through the window and sometimes they would go in and open the door to the classroom and let the chickens roam the halls. But that was always fun. They would just at least what? dump them into a classroom. A mess. Yeah, that was kind of the idea. Oh, yeah. man. I'm sorry. Chicken farmer here. The chicken shit all over that school was amazing. I can tell from there. Yeah, how do you feel about chicken, Sue? I don't <laughs> like the effing things. <laughs> yeah, I knew another chicken farmer. He could He wouldn't even eat them. He just didn't like them that much. They're stupid. <laughs> that's that's what um, my, my cousin um, says about cows, too. Yeah, that's what she says about cows, too. And sheep. Domesticated animals, generally, we don't like the smart ones because they mess stuff up. Um, because they eat us. <laughs> I'm thinking my cat might eat me someday. She's pretty damn smart sometimes. We're all good. All it takes is for you to run out of food. Or die. Exactly. Die, they'll finish up the food in the bowl, and when they get hungry enough, they'll eat you. That's Cats will do that. Dogs will are, are more are less likely to do that, but cats mm-hmm. are. And on that exceedingly cheerful note. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh my God. Absolutely. Uh, apparently, this whole thing is departmental procedure for matters of potential sabotage because mm-hmm. Teddy was using the time room when the, he was the last one to use it before something went wrong. Tell you the, the truth, present. I'm surprised they didn't come get him sooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it hasn't been that long. It's only been a night or two, maybe. I'm sorry. But, yeah. When I would, I would think they would find out that he was the one that was in there last. They would have came and got him. But I think that what they've done is they found out exactly what happened. They've ruled out everything, and they've decided that only the temporal, um, the breach in the field, mm-hmm. could do what had happened. And so he was the last one in there. So he had to have. Yeah, this has gone beyond a simple, would you come around for questioning? This is, we we have suspicions that you have done something. And because the Aura's attitude here, whatever her name is, she's saying, oh, we'll just wait inside for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> you will not. Zenobia, Zenobia, that's it. Yeah, Zenobia. We'll call her Zen. Zen. Moon. The less, the least Zen person in the entire thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, true, true. But um, Tonks is trying once again to send her away. Oh, there's no point in waiting. It could be hours before he shows up, and he shows up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, great like, timing, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't there. Oh dear. Hi, Edgar. Hi, Dennis. You know, or Moon. What are you all doing here? And I love. Teddy, even though he wasn't raised for them, is totally raised by them. Is totally a chip off the old block, because Aura Moon is like, "So, Mister Lupin, someone's upstairs. Would you care to tell me who it is?" That was tricky. I liked that. And, yeah. You know, Andromeda Tonks is like, "Are you calling me a, a liar? I told you that he is." And she's like, "Uh, uh, uh." And Teddy's like, and oh, "Teddy just goes grand. upstairs." Um, oh. 
that, of course. You didn't need to do that. I mean, I told you I could do that myself. There's no need to have anybody. And he just sort of rambles on, but it actually fits in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. And you can tell that, that Aura Moon's just, like, gang. <laughs> Almost had him. <laughs> yep. So he... And then they go privately. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, take Go make in. sure Federico isn't turning my bedroom into a gothic masterpiece. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, tell him to be really careful of that drawer, that you know, second drawer from the left or whatever it is. <laughs> so by the time that she gets upstairs, Remus has already found the extendable ears. I I like it that the extendable ears are still around. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I wonder if it's not one of the staples of the Weasley's Wizarding Wheezes. Product line. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. They're probably on the fourth version of them by now or something. Mm-hmm. So she's, uh, Aura Moon is good enough to actually imperturb the door, but she forgets about the windows. I like how Remus is like, oh, I remember her. She she remembers everything, but she she's always concentrating on one thing, but she doesn't look at the big picture of everything mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it's, I mean, that's just a sign of a good teacher if he can remember that kind of stuff. But he's on, it's not like a teacher that has been teaching lots and lots and lots of years. And because my parents are both teachers and many, many years of it, forget who I am and think I'm one of their students. So, mm-hmm. well, for Remus, this is only four years ago. Yeah. Right. Right. So. It's really been close. And he remembers her. And he remembers that she was hiding in a corner during the battle. And she watched one of her friends die. And I think that's probably part of her her little chip on her shoulder, too. Mm -hmm. She's going to be the best aura ever to um, make up for that or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) even if she has to make things up to be there. So we break in in the middle of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Teddy's trying to uh, reiterate his story about the amulet being messed up. And Edgar says, "Eh, I'm pretty sure that doesn't work. We've done testing. It's that the amulet was fine. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, obviously it wasn't fine. Something happened to it. It blew up. Yeah, really. And, you know, that brings us back to the point, Mr. Lupin. Tell us the truth. What part of history were you trying to change? And Teddy's like, I didn't change history. I couldn't. I know better. If it hasn't happened in the past, it can't be remembered in the present. If I changed anything, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And she says, that doesn't mean you didn't try. And he keeps saying, I know better. I know that I couldn't have done this. Why do you, you know, why do you keep thinking I did this? I know I couldn't. Mm -hmm. And she says, to give Lord Voldemort a victory, perhaps? He's just like, are you nuts? (laughs) I'm sorry, it's just so, I mean, it's just kind of good. I know what they're trying to do, and... And again, it's invoking a little bit of pissing me off kind of thing. It's kind of like, um, do you know who his godfather is? Do you know what his family upbringing is? Honest to God, you freaking idiot. <laughs> but then look at the Crouches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, and look at Sirius. I mean, he mm-hmm. went against his family. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but then he, he slips up and he says, I didn't. And now he's like... I didn't mean... What did you mean? Ha ha! This is like a lawyer. Right. We, we, we always say there's no lawyers in the wizarding world. We found one. Yeah, well, we'll find one later, we, too. I was going to say, we got a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they kind of, 
they get pretty close because they say, you know, maybe you were trying to save your parents. And this is where Dennis, who's basically been standing back, not doing anything, kind of flies off the handle because if you can save two people, why are you not why? saving everybody mm -hmm. that died? Because a lot of people died in that battle. Right. What gives him the right to choose who gets to live? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, the fact yeah, that he figured out how to do it—that's what gives him the right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but that's the answer. That is, and you know, if, I've never you tried to save, do it. Yeah, if you want to save Colin, you go ahead and you figure out how to do it. You do it yourself. Mm -hmm. It's not my responsibility to save your loved ones. I saved my own, but he doesn't say that. No. He want you want him to though. He wants to so badly. Mm -hmm. I want to. Well, and if he could save everybody, you know he would. Of course he would. But there's it doesn't they, work that they, way. They just don't understand him as a person. As I was about to say as a character, they don't understand him. <laughs> he would do this if he could. He went through abominable pain to do what he did, but he would go through it again a hundred times, a thousand times if he had to, to save everybody who died. Right. But it's broken. Now what do it's you broken. do? It's broken. There's nothing you can do. Mm. And of course, Zen. I'd say this. Zen. We're just calling Zen. her Zen. That's right, Zen. I was looking at Zeno, and I was like, no, this is not Xenophilius. Uh, <laughs> you know, Teddy Remus Lupin, you're under arrest. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be held against you in the court of Wisdom Vermont. It, that's not right. I love that they have Miranda warnings. <laughs> they don't you will surrender your wand and come quietly by a side-log apparition. Full use of magical force is authorized. Yeah. <laughs> and Tonks comes down. Where are you taking my grandson? And she's just, you know, so smug. We're going mm -hmm. to the Ministry for Questioning. Yeah. She says, I love you. I'll sort this out, my darling, I promise you. It'll all work out in the and end. This is cool, because up until this point, she wasn't quite sure this was a good thing. And she was still pining for her little baby and stuff, but this has brought out the mother instincts in her. Mm -hmm. And she's going to fight now. This is my son, and you're screwing around with my son, and you will find out the wrath of me. You'll mm -hmm. see what Mama Bear is really about. Mm-hmm. So, that's what they're, they're doing. And, of course, Zen grabs him and yanks him out of the house, and mm -hmm. off they go. And she says, Remus, what are we going to do? We have to save him. What are we going to do? And he says, I think it's time to give Harry and your mother the fright of their lives. Yeah. <laughs> I love the first line, the next chapter. All things considered, the arrest of his godson had not been the news that Harry Potter wanted to come home to. <laughs> yeah, really. Gee, you think? No. And, you know, Harry's having a bad day. He's gone to Brazil to find Fudge. And Fudge has tried to throw up restraining orders and stuff like that. And Yeah, that didn't work. And, so and he's trying to weasel his way out of everything again because he's mm -hmm. so good at it. Yes, and I'm sorry, but the fact that he is wearing string vest robes gives me the... Uh, 
<laughs> Does that give you the heebie-jeebies? Brazil had done nothing for Cornelius Fudge than add several inches to his girth and provide him with a highly unsettling tendency to wear string vest robes. Oh. Yeah. That's wrong. It's just wrong. And yet okay. he's still wearing his lime green bowler, I'm sure. <laughs> just kind of remind... Sorry. Um, I don't know if... I hate this movie, too. You ever saw Bull Rat? I saw bits and pieces of it. Yeah, you ever see him in the swimming suit? Yes, I've seen pictures of yeah. that. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what I think. But with oh. a pot. Yeah, Hanging exactly. Out. Oh, Cornelius yeah. Fudge is like twice his size or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it makes it even worse. It's just wrong. That's a very bad yeah. visual. Thank you very much. You're <laughs> so very welcome. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine Cornelius Fudge with the mustache now. It, it doesn't quite work. Anyway. He's been arrested, but Harry doesn't know any of this. His secretary's trying to tell him. Um, he's brushing her off to go deal with Fudge because right. this has to be wrapped up and he's tired of chasing this guy and wants to get it done. And then he finds out that he maybe could have helped a little bit if he'd actually paid attention to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ron's waiting to let him know and then his secretary hands him another note and he's been banned and he's just livid, absolutely livid. And yes, we have yes. Uh, Aloysius Sproul. He's got himself assigned to Teddy's prosecution. And okay. Who, who started singing the song when he heard, when he heard his name? <laughs> what song? Aloysius. Aloysius. <laughs> mm. I thought it was Aloysius, but yeah. You're probably right. Uh, uh, I yeah. don't know. It's what this text reader said. It was Aloysius. Okay. Uh, I start, yeah, I start, that's what my text reader said too. And I'm like, Aloysius, Aloysius. Sorry. All right. That's not the actual song, but it's fun. Harry's also mad that this whole thing has happened at all because he thinks, you know, I, he stood there and told me, oh, it was a plan that I'm not going to do, don't worry, take the notes and burn them, nothing is going to happen. And then he, he went swore. and did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And plus he swore on the mm-hmm. grave, on my parents, on his parents' grave. Guess what? It was they right. weren't. Yeah, they're not in. It was already done and it wasn't his parents' grave. Yes, well, well, he doesn't make that realization until a little later, but yeah. And okay. Sproul, we, we know a little bit about Sproul, or we find out a little bit about Sproul. He's defended Dolores Umbridge during her trial, with a zeal that all concerned had found sickening. Mm. So, this guy's slime. This is one He's of like those... the reader skeeter of lawyers. Well, yeah, he's an ambulance chaser. Yeah. He's just slime. And Hermione's like, that's it! I'm gonna go and get put on, assigned to this case. And be the lawyer. Harry says, alright, I want to speak yeah. to Zen. And he, his secretary, Kara, you know, is waiting and She's on patrol. She'll be back. I'll, I'll make sure you, she comes and talks to you. And Ron gathers Harry into his office, and they wait for Hermione to come back. And Ron and Harry's just thinking, I promised Lupin and Tonks that I'd look after him. Teddy, don't have been this stupid. Just don't. Yeah. And apparently the reason Ron was there to run messages about this is because um, he's well, he's got people who are covering the shops for him, and mm-hmm. as soon as he heard about... Penny, he had to go home. Right. Because the borough is like the Weasley Mecca, and anything that happens, everybody goes to the borough. It's just what you do. 
homing pigeons. Yes. And, you know, Ginny sent off an owl to invite Granny to go to Grimmauld Place because they all think that Andromeda's there because Tonks has been Andromeda twice. And she's mm -hmm. on the arrest warrant or the whatever that is. And so... Yeah, because Harry well, has that thought because he knows she's in Vienna. Mm -hmm. He says, has anyone told her? I think she's there until tomorrow. And Ron says, oh, well, she seems to be on the arrest warrant, so I guess she must have come back early. And he's like, don't have to tell her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just thinking, man, I don't want to have to be the one that tells her this. And then Hermione comes back in and she says, I got the case, but I have to work with somebody neutral. So Padma Goldstein, who is formerly Padma Papil, it's working with me. And they're like, hey, that's great news. She's wonderful. And yeah, but she's gone to see her sister's baby and she won't be back till tomorrow. And so yeah. Teddy's in custody sitting in this room with nobody getting to see him because they've stonewalled him every way they can. Even Hermione, who's going to be his lawyer, can't go in and talk to him without Padma. And you just yeah. feel so bad for him because he's just sitting there. You know he's beating himself up and he's just, yeah, it's just sad. He then tells Ron and Hermione, you know, this might not be a mistake because he was at least planning something. Mm -hmm. I have these notes and Hermione says, uh, you need to put those somewhere else, turn those in because you can't be withholding evidence. Right. And but. he's like, I should have burned them. And she's looking at him like, uh, no, <laughs> that would have been bad. And mm. he says, I want this ban overturned. She's like, I'm working on it. So she's... Yeah, she wants to look at the notes. Because yeah. I guess he doesn't have them there. He's got them at Grimmel Place. And then yeah. here yeah. comes a knock on the door. And it's Kara again. And the flu department has just... Or the flu office just brought up a note from an owl. That Jenny had sent hours ago that they had conveniently lost. Uh -huh. And he's thinking, oh, you know... It can't be anything. And it's two really short sentences. Come home as soon as you can. Something important has happened. And he's like, this is not my wife. She doesn't write this. And he, like, turns it over. No, there's something, you know. And Ron and Hermione are like, uh, Harry, what's up? And he's like, we have to go home. You've got to come with me. Mm -hmm. Bring <laughs> your notes. Something's going on. And I love that Hermione puts the notes in a beat-up beat bag. Beat-up <laughs> bag, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Somewhat familiar. She's got a little worn over the years, but she's still got it. And I like he, you know, he bursts into the basement kitchen and he's calling, you know, it can't no have one's been... really, No one's really answering. It's quiet. It's, yeah, and he sees can't... an extra cloak on the hooks. And he's like, that looks familiar. Why do I know what that cloak looks like? Mm -hmm. Whose cloak is that? And he can't work it out. No. And I love this part. He reached the hall, the charmed muffling bricks that covered Mrs. Black's portrait narrowing the entry briefly as he stepped past. So they <laughs> bricked her in. I love it. It's the Count yeah. of Monte Cristo. <laughs> I was just going to say. I was going to say. That's Did they paint her a cast of wine first? <laughs> I don't know. So. I missed that. Yeah, that's great detail. Oh, yeah. I thought that was great. Oh, then, I love Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> And the first thing Ginny says to him is, Harry, don't freak out. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, crap. Oh, it's one of those. Ah! You're pregnant. Uh, yeah. We don't need another kid. And she says, I have grilled him. I almost hexed him. I thought it was a trick, but I asked him questions for an hour. 
and he knew everything. He even caught up caught up the tricks. This is real. It's really him. And Harry's like, what? Who? And she steps what? out of the way, and it's Remus. Mm-hmm. Hello, Harry. <laughs> I think we need to talk. <laughs> yeah. And Remus and Harry faints. No, no, of course. no, no. He's made of sterner stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I Remus would says, I, it's you an probably odd sort of afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet you, yeah. I bet you you have to take a step back. I, I like the way, it's a very interesting way that this is written. Because the first line of each new chapter is, you know, what's like happens. It was Remus had to admit turning out to be an odd kind of afternoon. And then it like jumps back to when he first gets here. So the last yeah. chapter we found out he's already been there. He's been grilled for an hour. He's probably been there for hours because Jenny sent the note hours ago. Mm-hmm. And but this jumps back now for, to his yeah. perspective. So we can see him showing up there from his point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, she does this a lot in, in the in the book, and you know what? I really don't mind it. No, no yeah, it, it tells a more complete story. Mm-hmm. Because she places it well, it would be jarring if you did that in the middle of a chapter. Mm-hmm. But it's always uh, successive chapters change points of view, and sometimes they back up a little bit, so you can see what's been going on with this person while whoever you were last looking at was off doing something else. Right. Mm-hmm. And he starts off by, you know, kind of hanging out across the street and looking at it. And he thinks about the boy who lived. And he's like, no, wait, it's the man who lived. He's full grown now. And he's married to Jenny. And a father, you know. And he, when he heard his voice at the Department of Mysteries, it was a deep, more mature voice. It's been 20 years, you know. But number 12 really doesn't look all that different, except they've got some nicer curtains and door knockers on mm-hmm. the outside. Yeah, there's and a they've left the Fidelius charm up. Right. They went through and replaced all of the snake heads everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with phoenixes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. And so he puts the hood up over his face, and he walks over and he knocks, and nobody mm-hmm. answers. And that's just totally what's happened oh, through this great. whole story, you know. Yeah. Teddy goes over to see Victoire. She's not home. People show up to, you know, nobody's home. Where is everybody? Yeah. Why does, it, is, does anybody stay home and, like, um, watch television or something like that? Jeez. No, they don't. Because it's the Wizarding World. This is why Molly you call home. first. Call. Yeah. Molly stays home because she's watching Arthur's television in the shed. <laughs> Soap operas, <laughs> I, you know. I know she's watching, like, Days of Our Lives or something. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, she's Avengers. watching Days or she's watching... Uh, As the World Turns. Was that one? One Life to Live or whatever it is anymore go. now. Coronation Street. Yeah. 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 Well, as long as she's not watching Dancing with the Stars, we're okay. <laughs> she could be watching Dance Moms. I don't think Dancing with the Stars existed in... Although this is 2018, so probably it does. Yeah. She watches some she, yeah, Dancing with the Stars. I was going to say American Idol, but they're in England. So what is it over there? Britain, British Idol. Britain's Got Talent. British, mm-hmm. yeah. Britain's Got Talent, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet she has a crush on the Hoff. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she wants to see him Gil- in a speedo. Gilderoy Lockhart is doing the wizard version of reality TV. <laughs> oh, no. But every once in a while, they have to remember, he has to remember who his name is. <laughs> yeah. And so he's sitting there waiting, and Ginny stops 
flies up and, you know, kind of goes in through the window up in the top of the windows and into the attic. I love that. And he says, well, it's time to go. And she almost does hex him. She brings him in at wand point and starts grilling Grilling him with obscure questions. Yep. Yep. He's got 20 years closer memory than she does. So So he corrects her on some of the things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like this little, it's kind of a meta point where um, she remarks on the duck spill that Tonks used to make at the dinner table, and he points out it was a pig snout. Right. And that's what happened in the movies. Tonks made a duck bill. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that was, a, that was a nice little kind of like laugh mm-hmm. against the, the movie. Good job. Just a little. And they're just getting to Teddy's arrest when Harry starts calling from downstairs. So then we, we've caught up to the point where we were at the last chapter, and Harry just stares at him. Mm-hmm. And Ginny says, "All right, let's go down and have some tea." And so they troop yeah. downstairs. How and this is even more like, like looking at James because this is Harry at Remus's age. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, right? Whoa! Yeah. So this is a double shock because yeah. the last time Remus saw Harry for him was a couple of days Two ago. Hours ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to suddenly see him grow up in the blink of an eye. I mean, this is sort of what happened to Sirius. The last mm-hmm. time he saw Harry was as a baby, and the next time he sees him, he's looking just like he remembers James looking. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there was definitely a dissonance there, and there's a dissonance here. Yeah. Well, I I know how it is. Like, so there's sometimes when like my son will go go up to my parents' place, and it, he's up there for a week or, or or two, and I come back, and I'm like, I swear he got taller, or something something changed about him. And I'm just like, what happened? Kind mm-hmm. of thing. Because he's your baby, and he's always younger and smaller in your mind. And then when you see the reality again, it just seems like it, it, it doesn't match up with what you're remembering. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. Because over that talk. week or I two like, weeks. I like the trio's different reactions, shock reactions, too. Hermione just kind of, her mouth hangs open. She just sitting there looking at him well this breaks all ron the laws is, of physics for her right <laughs> ron is trying to say words but can't he's just his mouth keeps moving <laughs> and terry is keeping his mouth closed but he just stares yeah and so they're trying to figure all this out and ron's like i time travel i hate time travel it's so hard and yeah, Ron is the metaphor for the there. audience here. You know, you were there. Yeah. Remus and is like, if, if, you're if I'm trouble. wrong, but do, doesn't he verbalize the grandfather paradox, which basically causes your head to explode if you think about it too much? Mm, yeah, probably. Where he says, okay, you went back in time, but then the, the reason you went back in time, you fixed it, so you didn't need to go back in time, so you didn't. So there was the. Ah! Boom! Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I remember carrying your body into the Great Hall, but if Teddy meddled with time, then that should not have happened. And yet, I remember doing that. And yeah. And there's a great quote from uh, Invader Zim at this point. There's a time travel plot, and Gurr, the robot assistant, is running through that. Well, if if you do, but then you don't, but then you do, but then you don't. And, And his head literally explodes and falls to the ground. Sue, when you're editing this in a year, ask me for the clip, and I will get it to you. Okay, because I won't know how to find it. A hunter destroyer machine. A hunter destroyer. What is it? A hunter destroyer machine programmed to target the Earth Boy in the past. 
to ensure that he will not be a problem to us in the present. Wait, if you destroy Div in the past, then he won't ever be your enemy. Then you won't have to send a robot back to destroy him, and then he will be your enemy, so then you will have to send a robot back! And so, Hermione says, Rem We remember finding your body, so I assume Teddy accounted for that. And Harry says mm -hmm. he used the Jiminel. Jimino? Jimino. Thank you. Jiminio, yeah. Jiminio, that's it. It was in his notes. Oh, that's right. And he Remus tells him what happened. He snatched the wand and stuff like that. And he starts talking about it. And Harry finds out through this little bit of conversation that it had already happened when Teddy yeah. made that promise. Yeah. Because Well Teddy, first because Hermione says, "Oh yeah, we buried the, we buried them soon enough that it wouldn't matter that the matter kind of decays immediately." Mm -hmm. And Harry kind of metaphorically slaps his head and says, "Oh, his parents' graves, of course, they were empty, so then he could go on and do whatever." And Remus says, "I meant to say I really appreciated what you said that night to try and keep Teddy out of trouble." And this is when Harry realizes, "Wait, mm -hmm. you were there?" Yeah. I, I hate to break it to you, but you were about ten minutes too late. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like the point where when Remus is explaining all this, and Harry starts getting quiet, and, he, and Remus kind of notices this, and then it dawns on it pretty much dawns on him because now because Harry's now thinking because he's thinking of seeing his mom, seeing them, mm -hmm. and the broader stuff to it, pretty much as I call it the death march. He's like. Maybe that really wasn't real. And, and it's kind of funny. It's just like he says, yeah, it is real. It was real. I do remember. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And kind of validates him. Yeah, because he says, I thought I was seeing a ghost. And Remus remembers the Forbidden Forest. And Harry's the biscuit in Harry's hand snaps. And he says, yeah, I was there. I don't remember a whole lot, but I... There was this really rough ride in the portal, and I was, you know, ripped away, and I saw you there, and I saw James and Lily and Sirius. And they're the ones mm -hmm. that sent him back to mm -hmm. his body again. And he says, you could just be saying that to make me feel better. You said no more than I've told Teddy. And he says, no, you thought you were going to die, and you asked if it hurt. And you told me you were sorry I died without getting to know my son. And Harry says, yeah, that's it. Yeah. You remembered enough. And everybody else is still is kind of looking at him because he's never really shared this with them. I don't think. I was gonna say, James. No. I mean, did Harry? Did it say in, in in canon that he shared everything with Ron and Hermione, about, especially no, about I the Death March? Yeah, I don't think no, he did either. There was never anything one way or the other. Because mm -hmm. so I would think he the would final battle, have... and then he goes up to Dumbledore's office, and then they're at the train station at the epilogue. So it's not there. Okay. Yeah, and it's entirely dependent on what the author wants to do. And I'm sure he probably shared a little bit, but I don't think that he shared all of the details I think, because I think it was too personal to him. If mm -hmm. anybody, probably later on in life, you might share that with Jenny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think he shared it by now? Probably. Probably. Might have done. He probably has, what, he has three kids. It's 20 years. Mm -hmm. So now they have to decide where... Where are Remus and Tonks going to stay? And they said, well, we could stay at his house as long as nobody searches it, or we could stay with Andromeda. We wouldn't dream of imposing ourselves on you. 
Meanwhile, they have the biggest house right. and the most room. Yeah, but they got the kids that uh, that are big blabber mouths. Right. So sorry, nine year old cannot keep a secret whatsoever if his life depended on it. Mm-hmm. So they matter all... of fact, he likes to tell secrets and try to get mummy in trouble. <laughs> mommy has <Yep>. a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. He kisses her on the cheek, and they hold hands. <laughs> Weird people, strange people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they decide they're going to apparate over to Andromeda's because that's where Gora is. And they come in the middle of crockery being flung at the walls. <laughs> Mom, Something. put the wand down. Don't call me yeah. that. Ah, you're not your mother. You're not my daughter's dad. All of a sudden, it's Master Fick Theater. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, is this some Rita Skeeter ploy to, to finally get that story, or is it Rudolph Sprague getting his sick revenge because I came to the conference and heckled him? academic. You're not my daughter. And, and then we take another jump bit. back in time. Mm-hmm. Tonks to arrive at the house. Well, one of the things I really like about this style of writing is we're dealing with a whole bunch of characters and you're able to tell more story in less of a time span by using this technique because you're showing different things from different character or sorry, the same thing from different characters perspective. And we're seeing what, uh, what Teddy is doing. We're seeing what Tonks is doing. We're seeing what Harry is doing over here. And it, it lets us build a richer world than you get if you're telling just from Harry's perspective or from one character's perspective. I like that, too. Mm -hmm. And the good point about this style thing that she's doing is um, it's not just exactly the same events five times from five people's perspective. You get new things every time because they've all seen something slightly different. Mm -hmm. And they go back. You don't redo the stuff that you just did in the last chapter. That stuff gets summarized and you find out more stuff that's before or after. So, and once again, we have nobody home. Uh-huh. When Tonks I'm telling you, no one in the wizard the world ever stays home. Because she's still in, in Vienna. I mean, that's it. So Tonks, and Tonks has uh, disguised herself as someone from the ministry. And so now she's got to decide what to do. And she decides she's going to go in because she has a key to the house. She took it from Teddy's drawer. It was marked Grandma. So she knew where it was. And she, you know, wanders the house. And she says the outside's been preserved. It's almost exactly the same, but the inside is different. And she she walks through and she sees, you know, it's, it's a really hard thing for her because, you know, four days ago she was here. But everything has changed, or a lot of things have changed. Yeah. And she's, you know, kind you of know, okay, There's a lot of the, the same, same furniture, but all sorts of different carpets and wallpapers and paint colors. And one, some of the chairs have been reupholstered. And one of the really old things that she used to leap on has collapsed and have something else in its place. And yeah. She checks out her old room, and it's obviously Teddy's room. And... It's different, too, and so she wanders around the house, and she finally finds, you know, a place and sits down, and she starts looking at pictures, and she starts with 
pictures of herself when she's looking at you know herself as a baby with her her dad tossing her up in the air and the tree house and all of this stuff and then she gets to pictures of Teddy and she's like you know all I have of these years of his life are taken with somebody else's camera all these memories that she's missed and he's green-haired Teddy is a toddler running around the garden and blue-haired Teddy is he's getting on a broom red-haired Teddy in the treehouse this is his childhood but yeah I'm picturing Teddy as one of those troll dolls with the different colored hair (laughs) 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 yeah I have one of those it I saw it somewhere and it looked just like my great-grandmother and I had to buy it (laughs) and I took it to her and I said grandma look I found this doll it looks just like you she was so upset with me. Am I that <laughs> ugly? Tell me I'm not that ugly. I'm like, Grandma, oh, it's cute. She's like, I'm ugly. Cute's another word for <laughs> ugly. So I still have it. I oh, treasure dear. it. But she wouldn't let me leave it at her house. She hated it. <laughs> the problem with Tonks sitting here absorbed in all these memories is she doesn't have her disguise on and she doesn't have any way to sort of break it to Andromeda gently so Andromeda walks into her own living room and sees her daughter who's been dead for 20 years sitting in a chair and mm-hmm. is obviously a little distraught. And she's jet lagged and she hasn't eaten anything and oh yeah oh I, just, I feel so bad for Andromeda too. Yeah, mom, mom, it's me. And she just goes nuts. How dare you come into my house and wear that face? Well, it's my face, and it seemed like a good idea to bring it with me. I can change it if you want. And that just, that just makes her so mad, you know? And she it's thinks. Probably so much, yeah. It's probably because she's heard that kind of stuff before. Yeah, Tox is being just a little too flip in this situation here for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. she doesn't quite understand how hard this is on her mother, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she was so lost in her own musings that she didn't hear her mother come home. Or maybe this could have been different, but she was taken unawares, too. And she's, yeah. yeah. So, and, of course, Andromeda pulls the wand on her and starts hexing her all over the place. And she's trying to tell her, I, it's not, it's me, it's really me, I'm Nymphadora, and... Andromeda screams. <laughs> well, that right there is proof because she would never call herself Nymphadora. Never, ever. You're playing a sick game and I want you out of my house. And then, thank Merlin, the Calvary have arrived. And Harry's like, Andromeda, wait. Settle down here. Come down. And she turns around and she says, Arrest her. She's broken into my house and she's pretending, she's pretending to be. And he says, it's all right. It's not all right. It's my daughter, Nymphadora. She's mocking my laws. She's, he's like, I understand. Believe me. I know exactly how you feel. But this is really your daughter. And she's just like, it can't be. Yeah. And then Remus comes out and, yeah. Can you, yeah. Mm -hmm. And she drops the wand and Mm -hmm. falls into a chair. I'm just surprised she didn't have a heart attack right then and there. She must be a tough old bird. She's a tough old bird. She's been through a lot. She reminds me of Augusta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were probably friends. Oh, yeah. Maybe not, but they could well be. That would have been a very interesting thing to write into the story. I think Augustus would be a... Whether a fic or in canon. And 
Tonks says, test me. Ask me questions and let me prove that I'm really your little girl. And I love some of the questions that she comes up with. Mm. You know, what did you do with that doll that you didn't like? So I put it in my catapult and flung it out into the pond. And when it didn't sink, I gave it to the dog. <laughs> <laughs> but you made me promise never to tell anybody. Yep. And, you know, where did you sit? Where did your dad sit at the table? And what kind of animals did your grandma Tonks keep in her back garden? And what did you name them? And I love the Hundreds names. of rabbits. Yeah. Eeny, meeny, miny, and mo. <laughs> yeah. Mo the rabbit. And yeah, and so she just all these things. What, what did you draw me on Mother's Day card? The Mother's Day card that your dad helped me make. You giving me a cuddle. And how many days of notice did you give me before you got married to Remus? Two. You know, it's just like okay. Yeah. That's how many I had. Yeah. What happened to her favorite curtains? I tried to fix them without help and set them on fire. <laughs> Yeah. It must last... be. It must be. That must be a, like a wizard thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any spell that goes wrong sets something on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and the last question: What color did Teddy's hair turn when you said goodbye to him? And she said pink. He matched it to mine the first time he'd done it on purpose, and mine was bubblegum pink. And that breaks Andromeda. And she yes. just sobs. They cling to each other and sob all over each other, and and you know, just have to take this time. And Tonk says, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry I didn't didn't break this to you better and it was so hard for you and um, yeah. and that she uh, disguised herself as Andromeda and so nobody told her about any of the stuff that's happened. And mm-hmm. well, Now we're going to have a war meeting. What are we going to do? Do we tell them the truth? Do we not we have to keep you safe but we need to help teddy what are we going to do because right now it looks really bad and if we prove that teddy messed with the past then he's going to go straight to azkaban but they're trying to say that teddy went back to help voldemort and that's going to make it even worse so you know what are we going to do and she's you know whatever happens she's going to bring her baby home We move on to chapter 18, and we're in court. Order, order! I want order! I love that they're all wearing their little plum robes. Mm -hmm. The Wizengamot is in session. Yes. And Kingsley is in charge. Yay! Yay! Because at least we know that he's an ally. He may not be able to do much for them, but at least he's going to do whatever he can. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, it makes me wonder who. Sorry. It makes me wonder who the chief warlock is. Because uh, Kingsley is the minister. Mm -hmm. And he's stepping in to take control, uh, which we did see Fudge do on a couple of occasions. But normally, it would have. I mean, in in the previous time, it would have been Dumbledore Mm -hmm. in charge of of the Wise and Gamut. So I wonder who the chief warlock here is and why they're not being allowed to run the Wise and Gamut. Well, I'm sure it's because this is such a tricky thing that uh, Kingsley decided he needed to be in charge. And it's an internal ministry matter as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Apparently, mean, Mr. Sproul is one of those people who uh, is not only slime generally, he also looks like a little rat. 
Hey, look, it's Usually Peter, but the... smarter. <laughs> yeah. Usually the Finks don't actually look like Finks, but apparently in fiction they do. Yeah. So. Oh, I mean, you gotta think. I mean, Draco um, looks like a ferret. <laughs> Sometimes. On occasion. But once again, that's in, in fiction. In real life, the Fink is usually devastatingly handsome. Mm-hmm. It's Gilderoy. <laughs> yeah. So, Maybe Gilderoy is the head warlock. Oh, yeah, that would be bad. Very, very bad. <laughs> he doesn't remember a thing. Uh, oh, he'll always be fair. Yeah. You never know. Well, Maybe in the- 20 years, he's got a little bit more back than his joined up G. Yeah, hopefully. So I'd like to see Hat as the chief warlock. <laughs> Sorting hat. <laughs> yeah, why not? Well, you talk about sarcasm. He'd, he'd be a neutral party. Mm, true. He'll be like, but the wisdom has something to do with it and sing. He'd probably appreciate it. I want to see if this he'd... fix. Someone write this for me. <laughs> what? What is? The, what is the outline for? Happy I don't sorting care. Has the brains of the founders and is now the chief warlock of the Wizengamot. <laughs> And, and this to needs tr- to be somewhat central to the plot. It doesn't. It, it shouldn't be just a throwaway line. The, this should have bearing in the plot. Yeah. Aside needs, from that, do whatever you want. He needs to try a case or something. Sure. Yeah. And just for laughs, it'll be a Malfoy is a Death Eater case. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I could see the Sorting Hat as a witness too. You know. Yes, mm-hmm. this is what happened 1,000 years ago at this point. And, and mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, it'd be like giving somebody Veritas Serum. Just dump hat on their heads, and he'll tell you exactly what they're thinking. It'd be mm-hmm. a great way to do it. Unless he can only sort 11-year-olds. Yeah. You know he's sitting right behind me, and I can feel him staring at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> no. I guess he did talk to Harry after he was 11, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, the next year, yeah, be in your bonnet, Potter. Yeah. And he doesn't have to... I don't think he has to put the hat on to talk to him, does he? Or is that in I the movie only? No, he puts him on. Right, right. Yeah, and then he does in the, put the movie, him on. In the movie, he just talks to him. Mm-hmm. Damn movie. <laughs> damn movie and damn Harry's blue eyes. Yep. <laughs> Couldn't they just, yeah. like, electronically put made him green? No. Couldn't they just that put have, contacts in? They tried I that. Guess Oh, they did? He was allergic to the contacts. So get him different ones. He was also allergic to his glasses for a while. So, Oh my god, he's one of those freaks. (laughs) He's wearing contacts in his latest role, but I guess he's better now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, who knows how many times, what they tried. Yeah. He's not allergic to being naked on stage. No. (laughs) He's not. Apparently not. Or horses. Well, no, I guess there are pictures of him with the horse. That horse is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. My right. mother found... Oh, boy. Zorses. No, 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 this is cool. My mother found Zorses today. Do you nice. know what a Zorse is? It's what a breed between a zebra and a horse. Yes. I had no clue. Yep. They're kind of cute. They are. And then there's also Zonkies. Zonkies? That's weird. I saw one that... Between a zebra and a, and a giraffe. Whoa. Oh, that's wrong. Are you sure it wasn't <laughs> it was a Photoshop? It was in London. Huh. While you were there? Yeah. Like you really saw it? Yes, I have a picture. Wow. That's quite interesting. I wouldn't expect that much interspecies. I mean, I 
got to hang out with a tiger. And somehow interspecies sex comes up on the podcast. Yeah, (sighs) I know. Boom shabba lubba boom shabba lubba Hey there, hey there, three bags full. You come here often? Yes, I do. Dinner shabba lubba lubba, drink shabba lubba lubba, kiss, 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 grab! Well, we haven't broke you yet tonight. That's what we're working on. Yeah, I'm sure we're trying very hard on this. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. I'll try harder. Speaking of trials, yes. speaking of trials, speaking of trials, well done, Scott. Well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Teddy spends a, a very lonely night, but then the next day he gets Hermione and Padma and they have a slight conversation, but of course they can't, she can't say too much with Padma in the room and there's all these spells in there to monitor. So, you know, mm-hmm. he can't say much anyway, but apparently there's no such thing as attorney client privilege. No, not anymore. Not, not for wizards. But Hermione I, needs to get into that and file some objections and such. Well, it was yeah. Harry who who came up with the spells to monitor them, so it was Harry's idea. I don't know that Hermione would go against Harry. I like that she has a little nonverbal charm to put writing on the back of her papers as she's leaving, so mm-hmm. it says, don't worry, they're fine. And then he gets to pick two visitors, and he says, I want my grand, and I want Harry. And Gran comes almost right away. He can hear her coming because the guy's taking way too long to open the door. Get the door open now. I want to see my grandson. Hurry up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they just talk about meaningless things. And And then she says, she'll be back again later. And it's Tonks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tonks comes back. But first she wants to know if Gran should invite Victoire over to the house to meet his family. And he says, yeah. So he wanted to tell her what was going on, but because of this unforeseen circumstance of <clears throat> going to jail, he can't. <laughs> yes. So he's having... Kind of gets in the way. Just a little bit, having them do it. For And then Tonks comes back, and I love that he wouldn't have known it was Tonks if she hadn't changed the color of one eye and winked at him. Mm. And he wants to Yeah, she's gotten it. better, because now she's seen what her mother looks like in this mm-hmm. time. Yeah, and she spent a little time. And so he finds out that his girlfriend's forgiven him and mm-hmm. that things are... And she's also found the old family potion and dealt with her problem. Mm-hmm. Yes. No more milk. Frederico the decorator has done a great job. <laughs> <laughs> done such a good job that she's had him back to her house now because, you know, she needs to remodel over there too. Yep, they're, they're working on his old bedroom now. But... He finds out that dad wants to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ah. you know, Damn you, Remus, and your honesty and your truth-telling and your nobility. and. <laughs> no, it's not nobility. He's a freaking martyr. Uh-huh. Well, but Teddy's doing the same thing. I know. Yeah. I wanted to hit them both so much. Coming off of the Hunger Games, I, I'm seeing a little uh, PETA catness going on here, too. Oh no, I'll save you. Oh no, I'll save you. Let's eat the berries together. I have no idea what you're talking about. But Neither sure do I. Fun. You need to read the story. I'll add it to the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is a good book. <laughs> you know how many other I good books I need to read? They, yeah. There's <laughs> a stack of them. I love how they managed to work all of this in to decorating metaphor. Mm-hmm. They, they're uh, keeping Federico 
secret so he doesn't get poached to all these other places. But he says, you know, just throw it out there so everyone can see how well his alterations fit into the existing architecture. And yeah, but we should, you know, get a little further on the, with the work so we can see the whole color scheme because, you know, wouldn't want to clash or anything. Federico <laughs> <laughs> needs to be kept concealed. Poaching would be a disaster. The only thing that would have made this conversation better is if in the middle of it, Teddy just starts realizing that he doesn't he, he's not quite sure what they're talking about anymore. <laughs> that would have been great. Because a, gone, just a huh? little Yeah, a little confusion here. And it's like, wait, wait, huh, what no, I'm I'm not sure what that meant actually. Yeah. Then finally Harry gets to come. And he puts up all kinds of spells to block things so that they can talk unlistened to. And Teddy tells him the whole story and how sorry he is and all of this stuff and finally Harry gives him, you know, he smiles at him and it's, everything's okay. Only in this sort of situation would, uh, I would have told you myself, except I got arrested, be taken so well. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. really. And he wants to know about his father's position on telling the truth. And what we find out is that Sproul is really going to try to say that he went back to bring Voldemort back. Or to change something so that Voldemort will win. And, you know, Teddy's just like, are they nuts? What are these people thinking? But if they can sell the Wissengamon on this, then Teddy's up a creek. I mean, Teddy's up a creek anyhow, but if they can make it look like he went back to bring Voldemort back, to destroy the 20 years of peace that they've had, then that's what they're going to do. And these two, Aura Moon and Aloysius Sproul, are just two peas in a pod, and they deserve each other. And I would be very happy to see them go to Azkaban instead of Teddy because they're railroading him. I mean, I know he did what he did it. He did something and he, and he was wrong. And yeah, maybe he should get punished. But they're going way off base and trying to come up with something that's really going to be hyped and cause all kinds of distress for everybody. And you know, they're doing this for the notoriety. And if it was. The Muggle world, I'd say they were doing it for a book deal. <laughs> they may still be. Yeah. Yeah. I just love in the beginning. Wait, we haven't gotten to court. Have we? Yeah, we got the court. Yeah, we're at court. Hermione gives it. Hermione's like, here's a beetle. Send it to the Daily Pro. Doesn't need to get there right away. I don't remember that bit. Yeah, because it's a closed court session and Rita's tried to sneak in. Trisha, both of these look like giraffes. Neither of them look like they could be a zebra. Didn't you see the thing in the back? What thing in the back? The little knees in the back? You can't even see what that is. They have the little, like, they have the stripes on them for the zebra. All right, wait a minute. Let me see if I, it's... It's sideways. I know that. I'm turning it around. I'm waiting, waiting for the thing to open, so... There's no stripes? Oh, shit. I gave you a giraffe. <laughs> we know. We were saying that. <laughs> Whoops. Okay, I said the wrong one. Damn it! <laughs> These look like giraffes to me. Sorry. That's because they are. Yep. All right. I'm sorry. Sproul. I had to I look fall. at the zebra. The giraffe. Um, and without being able to reveal his parents, then there's no way to prove that he wasn't there to let Voldemort come back. Mm-hmm. So he's 
And if he does, everyone will want him to do the same thing for everybody else, even though it's broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, in, in a way, I think things should keep broken. And he's got, you know, visitors here and there. Grand comes back, and the other Grand comes to comfort him. And they wrangled permission for a visitor's pass for Victoire. And, of course, Harry had to come with them to, you know, keep an eye on them. But it was really to cover the back. spells. And so they get to talk. And she pretty much calls him an idiot boy. But she really likes his parents. And so she's going to forgive him. Even though, you know, what happened with Penny. And, and he's still, and you know, that's an overall theme in this. is He's totally remorseful about Penny. He didn't mean for anything to happen to her. He didn't know something would happen to her. And again, it's not an excuse, but he is feeling really bad about the whole thing. So, and you know, if I had known this was going to happen, I would not have tried to bring mom and dad back. And mm-hmm. So, and she believes him. And then they go to court, and Kingsley calls everything to order. Of course, he's there, and um, he looks over, and and Ron and Ginny are there, and they're holding hands, and he really hopes that nobody notices that they're holding hands in a way that. They should not be holding hands. Really shouldn't be doing so. (laughs) Metamorphosing and Polyjuice Potion. Yep. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Then the weasel gets his way, in a way. His middle name is Suetonius. Uh, Poor guy. (laughs) He's made Perry. So both Remus and uh, Teddy have gone to Harry and said, you need to make sure that the other one is safe. And Harry's like, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place here. And Teddy's like, yeah, but you're my godfather, and you need to do this for me. And you know me longer! I'm sure that Remus is saying the same thing. And so, now that they're in this trial, all Teddy can think of is, keep them out of it, keep them safe. Please, Harry, keep them safe. And then we have Shacklebolt call the meeting to order. And... Whole we'll list of names for people that are doing things. Terry Boot is the new court scribe. And mm-hmm. Percy's not being the scribe anymore, and he's also been excused from the trial because he's too close to them. Right. We've got the defenders, and we've got the different people that are going to be there, and they have a whole list well, of the uh, witnesses I, that they I like, call. I liked just from a storytelling point of the oh here's a job function that i need someone to do who can do it uh and they just pull a name out of the out of the hat as it were um and in this case it happens to be terry boot but it could just as easily be zacharias smith or Mm -hmm. any of a thousand names that's an exaggeration but any of a lot of names that Mm -hmm. from the canon we could just you know it could be kevin entwistle for all that hold that thought hang on Ouch! I'm coming, I'm coming, Ouch I'm is coming. not good. Aliens are landing. <laughs> so is being abducted by aliens. Now we're going to hear Yep, 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 Raid B. Oh. Oh. Ah, I see the striped um, pine quarters. It is Sesame Street that we're doing. I see. This isn't good. 
I'm sharing a link. There's the one about the radio. All right, well, sit down and I'll be oh. there in just a few. Ugh. Mom's blown her knee again. Oh, no. Yeah. So she was supposed to go out and lock up the chickens. And she's calling to say, you have to do it. I can't walk. Oh, no. Yeesh. And the really sad thing is that she went in today to um, get an injection in her heel. That's what, what in God's name are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm making Trisha I snort. Click, I cut it yet because I was going to do. I knew it was going to do that. Uh. Oh, you've got a YouTube video going. I see. I see. Even third hand, it still sounds funny. It does. <laughs> oh, look, here's Kelly. So, yeah, let's, how much longer does your video have to go? Oh, it's fine. I, I can stop it here. Because <laughs> we have like three seconds left in this podcast, and then I got to go look up the chickens, so we might as well yeah. just finish it. No, it's uh, fine. It's the Martians from Sesame Street. Oh. Yeah. I do not remember that part of Sesame Street. I did watch it, but... Oh, it's classic. One, yes. It's classic. <laughs> and snorts. Yep. <sighs> We're way off course. So, Kingsley calls everything to order. Everybody gets introduced. And no one has any further witnesses to add at this time. Right. Uh, at this time, yes. yes to make sure we say that. Not at this time, Minister. And... He says, you are Teddy Remus Lufin of Winter Hollow? And Teddy says, yes, I am. And he says, all right, then let the trial commence. And dun, let the dun, podcast dun. wrap up. Yes. <laughs> because okay, we're sneaky like that. you didn't get like to hear that. me go in a rant because I went, over, I went over the thing. So never mind. What rant? What over the thing? Oh, we're not ranting until next week. I guess not. We're not ranting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very when, good. When you started this podcast tonight, you were ticked off at everybody. Yeah, and I haven't got to, I haven't yet got ticked off at Remus, and this is when I get ticked off at Remus, and I want to pound everybody in the head. Yay! All right, well, we have, All right. Um, well, look forward to that next time. Yeah. <laughs> next time on Powderfick Weekly. <laughs> good night, everybody. Trisha Pound. No wait. Do we have any everybody. final thoughts besides Trisha wanting to pound? Remus, or are we just going to say goodbye? Well, I enjoyed this whole section. I enjoyed just being back on the podcast generally. Um, and I like this fic. I haven't been here for the earlier portions of it, but this mm -hmm. is one of the fics that I'm not sure if I recommended it. I think I did. It yes, might have been mutually recommended by a number of people, but I think I recommended it. Yeah, I think it's your pick. Yeah. And um, I just... I enjoy it for the fact that it it's almost an alternate universe, but it gets away without being one. Because mm -hmm. he manages to fix things without messing up anything that's in canon. Right. So I thought it was a really clever uh, way of working out the entire story. And then they've done really well at going through the actual consequences something like that would have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fun to... To see how it's all going to unravel. 
And, you know, okay, we've got, we started off with, he gets to go and see his parents and he watches them die. And then he thinks about it and he's like, okay, now wait a minute, how can I save them? And he goes through all these different things and it falls into place and he's got all these notes. He reminds me of Hermione, you know, he's got all these notes and everything's going together and he does it. And then he has to face the consequences of what he's done. But it's, I think it sort of morphs into more than he ever thought it would because of Sproul and Aura Moon. He thought maybe he'd be facing the fact that, okay, I broke the law and I'm going to go to Azkaban because I brought my parents back. And they've turned it into treason. They've turned it into, okay, you're going to tweak it so that Voldemort comes back. And all of this hard-won peace is, you know, going to be going by the wayside and you're going to bring it all back. And that's more than he ever, ever imagined. So, And that's going to push everybody's buttons. Like, most of these people have no idea who Teddy Lupin is. This is just mm-hmm. a random unspeakable who happens to have... So, relatively famous parents, and he's gonna mess stuff up. And uh, so, and because, and nobody knows, yeah, because nobody really knows Tonks and Remus anymore either. Mm-hmm. It would be different. Yeah, it's been if twenty it, years. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that they've done all this with the fic, like this could have been a five-chapter fic. He could have gone back and gone through the portal, and everybody came out fine. And hey, look, I brought my parents back. Isn't it great? That's the end. Mm-hmm. And instead, the portal's broken. His one of his friends at work has been blasted into a coma. He's been arrested. He's on trial. All of this stuff is going on. It really um, it sells the fact that this could happen. Because if this was just a oh look, let's pop through the veil in the veil room, and I'll just grab a couple hands and come back, you would never believe the story. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like the way it's it's unraveling, and and I'm looking forward to the trial and finding out exactly how it's going to go and whether or not he's going to make it out in one piece. Because yeah, he he's. Guilty. I'm sure I've read this story before because I recommended it, but I have no idea what's going on next. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll be fun for everybody. And yeah, that's that's it. So you two have. Trisha, Death, either of you want to say anything or you want to say goodnight, everybody? No, 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 no. Alrighty then. Well, in that case, goodnight, everybody. Come back next week. Goodnight. So, Hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.